Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast. Wisdom's Echo, this is Liam O'Brien. Today I want to talk to you and encourage you about believing and pitching your tent. There's an old phrase you may have heard and it is seeing is believing or that you need to see something to believe it or visible facts cannot be denied. However, as believers, as people of faith, we actually have a different view on that. If we look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is a very popular verse, which probably most of us have heard, is now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I just want to reread that again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And if we just start with the first part of that verse, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, a good definition that I heard recently for of hope is the joyful anticipation of good. Let's repeat that. The hope is the joyful anticipation of good. So that's um that's you know the first part there. But I want to focus probably in this podcast on more on the second and part, the evidence of things not seen. And that's a very interesting verse because evidence points to tangible things. And it's uh, quite often used in criminology or in law as the evidence of something, of it's a proof of something. But it's interesting the way it's phrased here, the evidence of things not seen. So it's like the proof of things that are not visible that aren't seen. And as I unpack this, I just want to flow along that we can't believe something if we don't see it first. And what I'm talking about seeing here is not the seeing in our in our with our physical eyes where we can necessarily tangibly touch it, but it's the seeing it in our spirits, seeing it in our hearts that we can actually see what it is that we're believing. And that can be our faith in the Lord. That can be certain things that we're praying for, we're believing for. And I think a good analogy of this is a farmer who plants a seed. And we've got different things in our lives that we're always planting seeds. And it could be uh, things that, uh, you know, things that we are believing for. And a seed is a good representation of things that we are believing for and things that we are, you know, f- foreseeing in the future, uh, holding in our hearts or holding in our spirit or holding in our mind's eye. And a farmer takes a seed and let's say it's a corn seed and that small corn seed that he can hold in his hand very, very easily, hold it between a few fingers and he puts that in the ground and for a period of time sees absolutely nothing, can't see anything. But by faith, he believes that that seed is germinating, that seed is uh, coming to life, it's going to produce a harvest. And he marks out in his calendar when he should expect to harvest and you know, books in the harvest or has a designated sort of time that he's allocated to the harvest in faith of seeing that harvest come forth. And that's the same with us in our lives is that we – can plant those seeds of faith. We can plant those seeds um, in and around our lives. But how is our ability to be able to actually see the harvest when there's nothing physically to look at? 
And that's where by faith and walking by faith and believing that the seed is going to produce a harvest is a, a, a important step and is a very important part of the process of believing that those things that we're uh, praying for or that we're believing for will actually come to to pass that's out that's our faith step i remember hearing message years ago from a a pastor in australia and he entitled this sort of concept that i'm talking about called building in the spirit and he would take time as a pastor to build in the spirit with with the Lord, what he felt the Lord was guiding him for the church that he was building and the people that was coming and the organization and the influence. And I've seen today still 20, probably 30 years on, the vision that he held in his heart, that seeds that he held in his heart and were starting to germinate and what they are today. And it is a, quite a large church in Australia. It has schools. It has, um, I think it has a university attached to it. It has a lot of influence uh, in the city that it's in. And he used to say that even when he had a very small church, maybe of a few hundred people, he would always, if it's got a couple of hundred people, he would see himself preaching to a thousand. And he would constantly hold that. And every time he took to the stage to uh, preach to the pulpit, he would see a thousand people out there, even though physically if you counted them, there may have only been a couple of hundred at a time. But soon the church grew to a thousand, and when it got to a thousand, he saw five thousand. And he entitled his description of this, as I mentioned before, building in the Spirit is what are those things that we're building with the Lord in the Spirit and what are those things that we're holding in our hearts? And I highly uh, recommend, and you know, it's a practice, it's a discipline that we can all add to our lives. Is taking time to build in the spirit, taking time to see in our spirits that future outcome, and just hold it in our heart, and enabling and empowering our capacity to dream, and building as part of the partnership with the Holy Spirit. So it's not something we're just doing fantasy on our own. It's it's a deep partnership with the Holy Spirit. Just as just as the Lord, just as Yahweh created the world, he spoke and it came into existence. And I think then once we start to get clarity and we start to see these things in our mind's eye, we start to see these things in our spirit, it's now incubating them. And I think a good analogy here is like the seed in the ground where it's watered or like a, a mother hen that's incubating, that's brooding over the eggs, just sitting on those time after time, you know, waiting for those uh, chicks to hatch, those uh, young to hatch. And we just keep on incubating those things we're building and just holding it in our spirits and holding it until it comes to completion and we don't we you know we we can't necessarily see that but that's where our faith comes into it but but also we need to be mindful and careful of those things that can come in to try and steal that so a couple of things just to you know a couple of takeaway steps is one spending the time to have clarity around what you're 
believing for. And what I mean by that is how clear can you see it in your heart, that which you're believing for by faith? And I'll just repeat that again. It's the clarity in which you can see that in your heart is important. Just like a farmer who plants corn, he's not doubting what that corn's going to look like when it comes to full maturity. He's not going, I'm wondering if it's going to look like a pine tree or if it's going to look like an apple tree or if it's going to look like, you know, maybe it's a potato which stays in the ground. He has, there's a clarity, there's a clear vision. He can see a certain period down the road where he's coming through with his harvesters, where he's harvesting whatever the crop is that's planted. And to the degree that we can see that thing in the future and and let's just personalize it for a moment here and it could be a calling that the Lord has for us. It could be a family member who isn't necessarily walking with the Lord but can you see them walking in wholeness and fullness of their purpose and their destiny before the Lord. It could be a career change. It could be a lot of things. It could be just ourselves as sons and daughters of Yahweh and being able to see to the fullness of capacity that he's put in us, the potential that he's put in us. And each day being able to hold that and after we've, you know, been able to clearly see that as to the best of our ability, but yeah, the clarity which comes to us. So sec- the first one I'd say is just a clarity around what we can see and being able to take that time and, you know, to stop and be able to see that. And second is being able to hold it, to take that vision, take that thing that we're seeing and hold it in our hearts and protect it and brood over it like a mother hen broods over her eggs or as a farmer who's planted seeds believes with absolute faith and will water and do all the other things necessary to cultivate the that seed coming to its full potential. And the third thing I would say is the protection, and this comes to protect those negative thoughts. It could be people, it could be uh, anything that's going to come and steal that seed out of your heart or challenge that vision that you're seeing, and the, and the world will do that will take that thing that you're seeing and you're holding in your heart and say, you know, is that really real? Can the Lord really do that? But protecting ourselves and not allowing negative thoughts or seed stealers to come in and being vigilant on that front. So that's what the first part of this podcast wanted to quickly touch on was just believing having a clear, having clarity around what you're seeing, taking time to form that clarity. Secondly, brooding upon it and consistently holding that once you have clarity. And third, protecting it. And the second concept I want to talk to you about is pitching your tent. And a lot of these are fairly similar. But there's a principle in Genesis where... And I'll just give a bit of backstory. Abraham, Abram at the time, and Lot had been journeying for a number of years. And they came to a point where both their herds and flocks had grown so large that their herdsmen were starting to fight amongst themselves. And they came to the agreement that they would separate. And Lot would go one way and Abram would go another way. And Lot 
Abram gave Lot the choice of where would you like to, you know, which area would you like to go and I will go in the opposite direction effectively. But there's a very important principle here in the new, sorry, in the King James Version that I think we need to just be mindful of in our own lives. And it's in Genesis 13:12 where it says, Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. And the part that I want to highlight here is where Lot pitched his tw- tent towards Sodom. And we go exactly one chapter forward, so moving forward to Genesis fourteen twelve, And then we read that, And they took Lot, Abram's uh, brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and his and departed. So Sodom had been raided, and they and it says here, you know, they took took a lot. But the part that I want to highlight is in Genesis thirteen twelve we see them separate and and Lot pitching his tent towards Sodom. One chapter later, exactly the same verse at fourteen twelve, we see he who dwelt in Sodom. So the question this poises in our hearts and in our lives is what are, what are those things in our lives that we're pitching our tent and where are we pitching our tent towards? Because that where we pitch our tent towards is where we will end up. And if, you know, if we have our tent that's facing towards Yahweh, it's facing towards the purpose, it's facing towards the destiny, it's, it's rooted in love, it's rooted in serving Him, it's rooted in glorifying the Lord and magnifying the Lord, it's rooted in serving others. That's where our tent is pitched towards, that's where we'll end up. But if our tent is pitched towards the things of this world and the, the drawings of this world and the things that this world measures as important and success, that's where we'll end up. So taking the time to take a few steps back and saying, look, where, where are these areas in my life where I have tents pitched or I'm pitching in my life and taking an assessment and saying, are these pitched in the right direction or do I re- need to reorientate this tent of, you know, a certain area of my life? And I want to contrast this with Abram. So I just mentioned the story where they separated and Lot chose to pitch his tent towards Sodom. It doesn't say in Genesis exactly where Abram pitched his tent towards, so to speak. However, in Hebrews 11, we read about Abram Abraham at this stage, and we read that he pitched his tent towards the city of God. It says in Hebrews 11.10, For he was looking for a city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. So we see the contrast here of Lot pitching his tent towards Sodom, then he ends up in Sodom, and then if you know the story, he ends up, you know, it was a very wicked place, and he ends up getting escaping from Sodom just before it was destroyed. However, if we look at Abraham, his tent, we could say, his life, his where he was fixing his gaze and his vision on was a city whose, whose architect and builder was God. So I just want to encourage everyone around this believing and pitching a tent, and they're very, very sort of similar crossover concepts, is... Number one, you know, 
see see clearly that which we're believing for. Take the time to build that in the spirit, so to speak. Number two, brood upon that and protect it and just um, allow that to just hold that in your heart. And that could be multi-years. It could be multiple decades. It could be a short time. But just being able to hold that with full faith and belief. And thirdly, protect ourselves. Protect ourselves. Watch out for those things which are going to try and steal that seed or those eggs or those things we're incubating in our hearts. And lastly, just be mindful of where we're pitching our tents. Take an assessment of where we're pitching those areas of our lives and because where we pitch our tents towards is where we'll end up. And it does take a little bit of a cognitive effort on our behalf to say, hey, I'm going to pitch in this direction. And I don't, I, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but that which we pitch it towards is where we'll end up. So I'll bless you. Bless everyone listening with that today. Shalom.